0: Welcome Traders Point, it's so good to be with you from wherever you are on the side of that screen. I'm Anne, I get to lead our youth team. This is Kyle, our downtown campus pastor, and we are just so grateful to be with you. If this is your first time, we're especially excited to have you and we want you to know you're invited back any week, whether in person at one of our campuses or online.
1: Yeah, and if you are interested in staying connected with us throughout the week, or you just wanna take your next steps, it's very easy to do. You can follow us on social media, you can download our app or go straight to our website.
0: Yeah, so Kyle, it's been quite a year. And so before we dig into today's service, we'd just love to hear from you. Uh, Obviously this year's had some downer moments, but it's also had some really awesome moments. So what's been one of your favorite moments of 2020?
1: Yeah, as I think back, as crazy as this may sound, over the summertime, we actually moved all of our services online. Mm. And so as I reflect over the summer on what God still did through that time, uh, by far, is probably one of my favorite moments. Mm. We were still having outdoor worship gatherings Mm. at our downtown campus and at all of our other campuses as well. People were tuning in online and then they were coming to those outdoor worship gatherings. And some people were still actually also expressing interest in following Jesus and getting baptized. So it was just cool to be reminded about what the, the church actually is, that we weren't confined to a building and to see God still move in those incredible ways.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. What about you? Yeah, I know for us, um, the summer was awesome for us too, but I think one of the big highlights this fall, we did something we've never done and we launched Youth Ministry Outdoors just because of the season and we didn't know how it was gonna go, but uh, man, young people were hungry to meet with God, meet with one another. They would sit in the parking lot or in the grass to huddle up together in groups socially distance, of course. But it was just amazing to see how many students were starving for community and for connection to God. So it was really, really incredible.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, What would you say is one of the things that God has taught you this year?
0: Yeah, I think the thing that uh, my husband and I have been reflecting on a lot is that we were stronger and weaker than we knew. Hmm. And so what I mean is like, we were able to do things we never thought we'd be able to do. Um, through God's strength, by God's grace. And we were weaker too, which I think also drew us to God Mm -hmm. of like, man, we feel so vulnerable, we feel scared, we feel isolated, and that drew us um, to God even more. So what about you?
1: Um, God really taught me the, reminded me of the importance of connection, I Mm -hmm. would say. I mean, I think there were so many things and that took place this year that helped feed into that. I mean, we obviously were quarantined because of the pandemic, uh, the racial tension that mm-hmm. was surrounding our country and our world, um, the uh, the divisiveness around the election, all these things. But God used all those to remind me how important connection is relationally, mm-hmm. how we're not supposed to be isolated and how mm-hmm. um, connection is really God's method and tool for us yeah. to to really be unified and to, to have unity. So yeah. uh, that's what I really appreciate about this year.
0: That's good. Yeah. That's really good. So, Are you looking forward to 2021? I know some of us might be even scared (laughs) to peel the like calendar back, but are you? And if so, what are you looking forward
1: to? Yeah, um, I am looking forward to 2021. I was just joking the other day. It's funny cause you don't see anybody saying 2021 is gonna be my year or <laughs> they're doing the vision boards. Nothing, that's none, of,
0: none,
1: none of that is taking place. And I think what this year is shown us is that we don't know what lies ahead, right? Yeah. That we aren't in control. We only think that we are, but what we still can count on is that um, God is with us. And I think that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking forward to most about next year, walking with God and continuing to walk with people. Um, and that's what I really can't wait to continue doing. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, in a lot of ways, 2020 um, brought everything to the bare minimum, and I'm excited to see God continue to grow the church off of that. Like, I feel like we got kind of stripped down to our roots um, of, like, followers of Jesus, and it's just gonna be exciting to see the way that God continues to grow us Um, out of that humility, which was hard, like, not gonna lie, but yeah, it'll be exciting.
1: Well, hey guys, we are so excited because we're getting ready to um, hear a message from our lead pastor, Ann Brockett, and then we're gonna go into a time of worship. And what we just wanna do is we wanna close out this year by focusing on Jesus, all that he's done for us and what we hope for him to do in the the next year of 2021.
2: Well, I hope you all had a great Christmas and a happy new year. Uh, We are so glad that you could join us today for this very special online uh, worship experience and message. Well, uh, I just wanna say um, we made it to the end of 2020. Uh, Aren't you so glad uh, that we could say that? And because this has undoubtedly been one of the most challenging and difficult years that likely any of us have ever faced um, for all kinds of reasons. We had the global pandemic. Uh, There's been an economic meltdown, job loss, financial strain. We had uh, racial and social tensions. Uh, all the stress from e-learning at home, social media nonsense, and all of that has contributed to just higher levels of anxiety, isolation, and suffering of mental health. And so I just want you to know right now that uh, if you're wrestling through any one of those things, then you're not alone. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I had somebody say, hey, how are you holding up? And I said, maybe the best uh, the way that I could describe it is that I feel a little bit like I'm Uh, in a boxing ring, in the 12th round, in the corner, just being pummeled. And all I can do is just hold the gloves up over my face and I'm just trying to stay on my feet until the bell rings. And maybe you can relate to that. Uh, If I could maybe jump to another analogy, I might say that 2020 feels like one big massive storm. Now, I like a good rain shower uh, every now and then uh, on a lazy Sunday afternoon. They're great to take naps to, but that's not what 2020 has been. 2020 has been a full on storm. One of the worst storms that I think I've I've ever seen in my life was one that took place in my hometown about 10 years ago. Um, There was a massive tornado that went through uh, Joplin, Missouri which is where I grew up. And uh, this tornado was um, a mile wide Uh, It was rain wrapped, so it was almost impossible to see. And it went 13 miles straight through the heart of the city that I grew up in. And it just wreaked all kinds of havoc and destruction. And in the months to follow, I probably spent way too much time on YouTube just looking at videos that people shot on their phones being stuck in the storm. And there was one that really stood out to me more than any other. There was a, a husband and a wife that were on their way to Walmart. And uh, you could tell that like he didn't wanna go, but she wanted to go. And once they pulled into the parking lot of Walmart, they found themselves right in the path of that massive tornado. And it was bearing down on them and it was too late for them to drive away. And so the two of them, they, they turned on their phone and they started recording and they hunkered down in the floor of that car And it was terrifying to hear the wind and the debris that was smacking up against their car. And they were so frightened as they just over and over again said, we should have stayed home. We should have stayed home. We've been caught in a massive storm. And there've been more than a few occasions where I've just kind of felt hunkered down on the floor, just feeling the debris hit against us. And storms are unpredictable. Storms are frightening because storms remind us how little we actually control in this world. And all of us have been shaken by the storm of 2020 in various ways. And we're just trying to stay afloat, trying to weather it, doing the best that we can to get through it. And so I would just imagine that uh, throughout the course of the last 10 months or so, you've experienced a wide range of emotions. Maybe right now uh, you would say that you've experienced anger Maybe you've um, experienced exhaustion, fear, confusion, loneliness, and stress. If that's the case, that's totally normal. And if that's the case, I just want you to know that you are not alone. In fact, I wanna read um, a section of scripture in which a guy by the name of Paul really identifies with so much of what we are experiencing in 2020. I wanna read out of Acts chapter 27. And Paul finds himself in a literal storm. If I could paint just a little bit of a context of this passage, he is with some other prisoners. They are in custody of a Roman officer by the name of Julius, and they are setting sail for Italy. Now, uh, this isn't a a cruise to Italy. That sounds really great right about now. This is a totally uh, different journey than a cruise. They find themselves in a massive storm. Uh, Pick it up, look with me at verse four of chapter 27. He says, putting out to sea from there, we encountered strong headwinds that made it difficult to keep the ship on course. So we sailed north of Cyprus between the island and the mainland. Now, the, the storm that, that suddenly came upon them made it difficult to keep their ship on course. When I read that, that deeply resonates with me, and I'm sure that it does with you as well. See, maybe your ship here in 2020 has been your family or, or your marriage, And, uh, you know, family dynamics, raising children, uh, being married to someone. I mean, those can be challenging as enough as it is without going through the kind of storm that we've been navigating. Maybe your ship, so to speak, has been your business. And maybe you've lost business. Maybe you had to shut down. Maybe your business permanently closed. Maybe your ship is um, relationships maybe relationships with extended family members or somebody that you used to see all the time but because of the isolation and the quarantine you don't get as much face time with each other anymore and just due to the added stress and tension it's really strained those relationships maybe your ship is your physical mental or spiritual well-being it's just been difficult to keep all of those things on course when you're in the middle of a storm 2020 has made things that are already challenging enough as it is, even that much more difficult to manage. And Paul goes on in verse seven and he says, we had several days of slow sailing and after great difficulty, we finally neared Sinaitis, but the wind was against us. So we sailed across to Crete and along the sheltered coast of the island, past the Cape of Salmon. We struggled along the coast with great difficulty and finally arrived at Fairhavens near the town of Lassia. We had lost a lot of time. See, once again, what Paul describes here just sounds so familiar to us during this year because in so many ways, hasn't 2020 felt like it's been going in slow motion? Like we're like, when is this year gonna ever end? And then in other ways, it's kind of like, man, where, where is this year gone? And it has been wave after wave of great difficulties. And now it sort of feels like we lost something. I think that all of us have lost something during the course of this year. And, and maybe it is someone, maybe it's a, like I said earlier, maybe it's a job. Maybe it was just a, a vacation that got canceled. Maybe it was an opportunity you were really looking, close, uh, looking forward to. You know, uh, this year uh, in April, uh, I had scheduled uh, a trip to uh, go to uh, Paris. I had to be in Paris for a a board meeting actually. And I was gonna take my 15 year old daughter as part of her 16th birthday celebration, that got canceled. Um, My wife uh, had a monumental birthday this year and we had scheduled a trip to Napa Valley, that got canceled. Uh, This is my son's senior year of high school. And uh, a pandemic is looming over all the activities of his senior year. There, there have been so many things that have gotten canceled or lost during this year. And I think that it touches every single one of us. And I think it's important for us in, in maintaining our emotional, spiritual, and mental health to acknowledge that and to grieve it. And so as we come to the end of 2020, before we set our sights to 21 and make new year's resolutions and plans as we venture into this year, I think it would be really important for us to take a little bit of time to just grieve what we've lost. I I shared with all of you that uh, a few months ago that um, as soon as the pandemic started, I set up a time every other week to talk to a therapist via phone. And I've been talking to her all year long, and she said something to me just before Thanksgiving that it it hit probably a little too close to home because you see, like I'm such a driver, I'm such an activator, like I'm, I've always got to be accomplishing something, and so 2020's been so frustrating because of that. And she said to me, she goes, "Aaron, um, it feels like your foot's on the gas, and yet the emergency brake is pulled at the same time." And she said, you know, just as well as I do that that's not good for a car. And she said, that's not good for you as well. And I think that all of us have felt that tension. Like we wanna go, we wanna move, we wanna do life. We wanna see people again. And yet there's this emergency brake that's been pulled and all of us are grieving and we grieve in various ways. And I think it's important for us to just acknowledge what we've lost. So that way we can head into the new year as healthy as we possibly can. Well, as we go back to our passage, it just goes from bad to worse. You know, morale is really low. Uh, Paul and his companions, they, they can't agree on what to do. They were divided, hungry, and afraid. And look at what he writes in verse 21. He says, no one had eaten for a long time. And finally, Paul called the crew together and he said, men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. Here it is again. So take courage for I believe God and it will be just as he said. Now I got to acknowledge in that passage right there, It seems like he's trying to share some good news, but it doesn't necessarily seem like good news. (laughs) Like he says, "Hey, you know, take courage." I mean, the ship's still going to go down, but take courage. Like you're going to survive. Like, hey, take courage, Paul. You're going to stand trial before Caesar. Not the best of news, but hey, at least you're going to. At least you're not going to die. Kind of reminds me of that workout T-shirt. Said, "Hey, you know, well, you know, did you die?" And it's just kind of like, well, thanks for the encouragement, I, I think. And what he's getting at here is he's saying, listen, the ship may go down. We still may face trials and difficulties, but I believe God that he has got us secure, that God is gonna see us through, that God is still good even when life is not. And he just keeps saying over and over again, take courage. You see, before you will be in courage, you've gotta take the courage that's made available to you and to me by the promises of God, by his Holy Spirit and by the community of other people around you. And can I just say to you as your pastor, I believe God. I believe that God said he would see us through, that Jesus said in this world, you will have many trials and troubles, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And God has reassured us that he will see us through the storm. Will one of our ships maybe go down Will we face trials and difficulties? For sure. But God will see us through. So with all that said, and with that passage being read, can I just wrap up this really tumultuous year? And I just wanna say three things to you as your pastor. Number one, I just wanna say, thank you. You know, what I think of everyone that makes up our church family, whether those of you that have been coming to a physical campus or those of you that join us online, whether you live in Indianapolis or you live around the world, if you're a part of our church family, you make up who Trader's Point is. I'm reminded of Paul's words to the Philippians when he says, I thank my God every time I remember you. As a leader, one of the things that I'm responsible for is to just anticipate the problems and the challenges so that as a church, we're ready for them so that we know how to navigate through them. And I've got a list, I've got a list of things that I just keep my eye on, but can I tell you that the events of 2020 never ever crossed my mind. I never ever thought to be ready to lead through a year that has been this challenging. And I've faced a lot of doubts I've woken up in the middle of the night wondering if I'm doing enough, if I'm saying enough, if I'm making the right decisions. And so I just wanna thank all of you. First of all, I wanna thank you for staying engaged. I know this has been challenging. I know that a number of you haven't been able to join us physically for whatever reason. Thank you for staying engaged with us. I wanna thank you for your encouragement. In fact, um, just this morning, I was uh, doing... uh, cleaning out some of my office before the end of the year. And I came across this, and this is just, this isn't all of it, but this is just a sampling of some of the uh, cards, uh, letters, and emails that many of you have sent me actually from, from all around the world. And I just read through just a sampling of them today. And they once again, just brought me to tears. I wanna thank you so much for your prayers and your encouragement. Um, Can I thank you for your grace? Um, As I look back across this last year, there's some things that I'm really proud of, some decisions I made, some things I said, some moves that we made as a church. And there are other things that I go, "Ah, I wish I could take a mulligan on that one. Um, I haven't done everything right. I haven't said everything right. And you all know that I'm not perfect. And I wanna thank you for your grace. Finally, I, I just wanna thank you for your generosity. Thank you for the way that you continue to believe in what God is doing in and through our church. And um, your your giving has encouraged us so much and we uh, wanna utilize those resources to make as big of a difference in the lives of people in our city and all around the world. Here's the second thing I wanna say is I just wanna urge you to stay courageous. If I could borrow the terminology from Acts 27, I would just say, stay courageous. I said this to our staff just a couple of weeks ago in a staff meeting, and I said, listen, we're not backing down from this. We are stepping forward in faith. And church history shows us that when there were plagues and pandemics and challenges in the past, it was, it was the church, it was Christ followers who ran to the problem instead of running away from it. And we really believe that God is up to something so big right now. I mean, what we see happening in our world is we've heard terms like unprecedented. We've heard terms like, this is like a once in a century type of crisis. I believe that God is up to something really big. And right now a fearful world needs a fearless church. i got a good friend of mine who said this to me a couple weeks ago and he's far better with words than I am. And he said, hey, listen, Brockett. He said, the bounce back is gonna be greater than the setback. And I believe that to be true. So stay courageous. Here's the third thing is hold on to hope, hold on to hope. This world is not our home. So let's stop acting like it. You see when the pandemic is over and it will eventually be over, let's not look back and be ashamed of our behavior, our speech and our tone. And so much of what ends up coming out of our mouth is, is laced with fear and insecurities. It's because we're emotionally exhausted and we need to be reminded that government is not our savior, but Jesus is. We need to be reminded that uh, it's oftentimes painful to be in God's waiting room, but it's oftentimes the best thing for us. And we said in a service just a few weeks ago that God, if you are not done working, then we're not done waiting. And so as we come to the conclusion of this storm of a year, I just wanna thank you. I wanna ask you to stay courageous and i want to ask you to hold on to hope because as we go into 2021, I really am excited and expectant for the big things that God is gonna do in your personal life in the life of your family and in the life of our church. And I hope to see you soon, whether that's online or maybe at one of our physical campuses, as we really rally together as a church to say, God, what would you have for us? What would you have for us in this brand new year? We're not gonna settle for just new year's resolutions. We wanna settle for life transformation. And so God, have your way with us. You've had to force some things out of our hands this year. So now we willingly give them to you. And I just wanna look right into the camera right now and say to that person who's maybe sitting on a couch or a chair in their backyard, or maybe in their car listening to this as they're running errands. If you are without a relationship with Jesus Christ right now, for whatever reason, maybe that reason would be Um, confusion over what he's really offering. Maybe it's indifference. Maybe it's anger that separated you from God. Maybe it's just the religious baggage that you grew up with. And I really do want you to know, I understand and get all of that. And I want you to know that that's not what Jesus wants to give to you. Jesus genuinely desires a relationship with you that comes by faith through the grace that he freely offers. And so today, wherever you are, you can just simply make that confession of faith that you believe in God, that you believe God, and you trust that he sent his son to reconcile you back to him by just confessing your sins and placing your trust in him. What a way to end 2020 and begin 2021. Let me pray. Father, we come to you today and I thank you for the encouragement that your word always gives us, that it's always relevant to our lives and the challenges that we face. So God, today, I just ask that you would give us the strength to stay courageous and to hold on to hope, to keep our eyes fixed on you. We don't know what 21 is gonna bring. We, We do pray that it wouldn't be quite the storm that we faced in 2020. But even if not, God, we trust you and we believe you. We ask that you would use our lives, that you would use our church to make a real difference in as many lives of people as possible so that your kingdom may advance through us. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen.
3: heaven on earth come Holy Spirit awaken your church and God you just gave Come on, declare, them. we're gonna see breakthrough. Come on, let's do it I give you glory for all you've brought me through And now I'm ready for whatever you wanna do I'm moving forward Come. On. Want. Let's declare it. Come on. I know breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. I know breakthrough is coming. The darkness running out of an empty grave Now seated alone in glory Enthroned on the highest praise And you sent the darkness running Out of an empty grave Now seated alone in glory Enthroned on the highest praise And you sent the darkness running out of an empty grave now seated alone in glory enthroned on the highest praise you sent the darkness running out of an empty grave now seated alone in glory enthroned on the highest
1: Wow, what an awesome, awesome moment that we've had together today to reflect and to worship Jesus. If you are here and you're watching and you wanna take that next step by following Jesus, all you have to do is text the word JESUS to 87221 and somebody from our team will actually follow up with you this week. We just want you to know that this is the best decision that you could ever make. It's a step in the process and we would love nothing more than to come alongside you and help walk with you through that process.
0: Yeah, and just like Aaron said, we wanna make a difference this year all over the world and you can a part of that with us through your generosity. If you want to take that step in your generosity, you can check out tpcc.org give.
1: Yeah. And we're super excited because next week we're returning back to our normal gathering locations and our normal gathering time. So we strongly encourage you guys to come check us out as we regather next week.
0: Yeah. And we're going to be starting a new series all about building habits into our lives. It's going to be full of hope and practical ways to do that. We cannot wait to see you in the new year.